This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that booked the movies. I'm Kyle, and joining me as always is Cody and Ken. All right. Hey, thanks, Kyle. You nailed that intro. Good job. I try. I do my best. Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah. I'm excited for the weekend. Already. Yeah, another week in the books. We all worked hard. We, we deserve to have a nice weekend off. I think my week ended up being harder than it needed to be. <laughs> there, there is some some strategizing going on with the, with these studios. There's some beating up on exhibitors going on, and it's just we're caught in the middle, caught in the middle of too much good product. So just once again, another week that just, ended up being more stressful yeah, than necessary. it was all you know who's who's bigger who's gonna have the bigger print count who's gonna get into more places who who are you supporting lately what have you done for me a lot of those conversations well sure we're gonna have this in the future Mm -hmm. you know they're not all that back and forth i know back to feeling like Steeler's wheel here i am stuck (laughs) in the middle with you just (laughs) so much feast or famine i mean we were like begging for content and now we're like please get off our backs. Like we will play your film. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we're, we've harped on this before, but October we have eight wide releases. Yeah. And this, Ooh. we're on pace for this October to possibly the biggest October ever. It could be. I mean, <laughs> possible. If, it's if we entirely get, possible. If we get yeah. Shang-Chi representat- like that enthusiasm representation on all these films, mm-hmm. it could be huge. Bond. Huge. I mean, <laughs> starting off at the beginning, Adam's family obviously has a following in its PG. Yeah. We've got Venom 2. Right. We have Many Saints of Newark, which has a Sopranos following. James Bond, Halloween 2. I mean, it I mean, goes... Dune could do something. Dune, That's probably Dune, like... Disney PG. Disney with Ron's Gone Ron. I yeah. mean... Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I mean, In a period uh, piece oh, come for on. some reason. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, okay. That one's going to be good. Don't, don't count them out sure. yet. Never don't count, count them. them out yet. They counted them out when they made Goodwill Hunting, and look how that look where they've gone. Yeah. yeah. How do you like them apples? <laughs> I don't. That's a problem. <laughs> well, there's lots of movies to book, so obviously a lot of release changes were made this week, right? No. Does it? Well, let me see. Nope is what's written. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, or if it did, it hap- it's in 2022 and we don't care. Well, yeah, nope exactly. is a four-letter word. Let's change that to nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's three letters and perfectly acceptable. Quicker, quicker. Let's move yeah. through it. But, no release changes. Yay. But that's good, though. It means that we don't have to freak out and worry about possibilities and what ifs. We can just, at least for now... Have a smooth sailing for the weekend and hopefully leading into a great October. I was thinking it was smooth sailing, but now these studios have come to me and it's like, why am I not getting in on this little single screen theater that has made $500 a weekend? Like, why are we having this conversation? (laughs) Why, Why is this location all of a sudden like so important that... You know, you're not because they're they're trying to hit numbers. So, yeah. so what's happening is that there is a battle going on on the upper echelons of the executives in these studios over, you know, print counts and getting in enough places and hitting metrics and doing all this that I have gotten so many phone calls over locations that I'm like, do you even know where this is at? <laughs> like, yeah. this is not on your normal on your normal print count schedule and these are like 
these theaters only come up when they have super wide releases. Like these are not at, on normal print plans. And, and now we're talking about them and it's just like trying to justify the decisions in these little theaters. And it's just, it's really crazy. Like I get you have a big movie and I would love to play it. I would love to play everybody's movie. Yeah. But at, at a certain point, I don't get to make the decisions for everybody. I don't rule with an iron fist. I don't say, well, this is what you're playing. I have to go back. Every theater is technically my boss. And I go back to them and I say, these are your options. This is what I recommend you do after years of experience. But at the end of the day, you've got to make sure that this theater is successful in your community. What is going to play better? And some communities, that's going to be Venom. Venom's going to be huge. Teenagers are out. They're the ones hitting the theaters. Venom's going to be great. In some communities, it's going to be Adam's family because kids, families, they do better in concessions. They buy more in product. You, you will do less people but better in concessions on an Adam's family. And in some communities, it's going to be Bond all the way. So yeah, yeah. it's just you know, it's just trying to figure out what the flavor in each location is and then trying to make it work out so that everybody's happy in it. And they're just this week. There's just not some people that are not happy. And, and, then, in some, and then in some communities, it'd be the last duel starring Batfleck. No, it'll, <laughs> never, be, it'll never be the last duel in any of these spots. It's never going to happen. Well, never say never. Anything can happen. And then, <laughs> then you get a studio out of left field being like, well, you know, we only wanted you to play this for two weeks. We're only requiring two weeks, but somehow we have a feeling we're not going to get that third week. And I just don't know if I even want to play you if I don't get don't. that third week. Hey, let's let's just move on. Let's move down the road, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not guaranteeing anybody anything. <laughs> we're just going to except play, for except play for a good fil- time at the movies. We're going to play the films <laughs> and let the chips fall where they may. Let grosses tell dictate our futures. Yep. <laughs> That's all we can. That's all we can do. I've, I've had a rough points. week, guys. <laughs> just, just I'm a little angry, a little tense. I'm ready for the weekend. But do you feel better now? Get no, it out Ken's of your not letting me get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I say a few choice words, some fine, fine, fines, and then I will be fine. Okay. I won't do that for the listeners, though. I'll just do it off. You know, do it with an earshot of the office. Yeah. Thanks. I'll just go into my office, shut my door, and scream into something, and then come back out feeling better. Right, right. It's Friday, right? We're not. There's no more. No, nope, nope, there's okay, no more days. I, I, get a I break. mean, there's only Saturday, but okay, no right. more days after Friday. that. It is Friday, and we got two wide releases this week. One of which Kyle has seen. Yeah. So um, we got Cry Macho from Warner Brothers. Clint Eastwood. Very excited. That is a film that will play in the little theaters. Ken. Clint, Clint Eastwood all the way. He looks like Clint Lastwood in the trailers. I, I know, right? Like, <laughs> like how many people had to hoist him to get on that horse? Oh, so why he didn't are you guys fall so off? mean to the guy? I don't know. It's, it's just, a miracle. He's it doing looks this. like he's yeah. aging in horse years. <laughs> he looks like 190 years old. But the, he's, to be fair, he's looked that way for a while now, so I can't oh, really yeah. tell. It's very confusing. Like, are you petrified yet, or what? Just stuck in time, Pet- and he's still feeling good. Clint Petrified Wood? Yeah. <laughs> You're terrible. Uh, oh, my gosh. So mean to All right. Okay. Well, the other release was Cop Shop with Gerard Butler. Yeah. You yeah. Know that R-rated talk, Gerard talk Butler about movie. one that's looking a little rough, too. <laughs> that's fine. We can't all age gracefully. Well, Mr. Butler. Clint Eastwood's old. <laughs> Gerard Butler just uh, earned yeah. those wrinkles. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's, Let's say he's, he's a long way from his 300 days. <laughs> <laughs> just 
like Russell Crowe yeah. long way from Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? Why are we roasting these poor guys? I had a hard week, Kyle. It's genetics. They can't help it. Gerard Butt-Faisler. <laughs> yeah. um, I think Gerard Butler could have helped it. He, they've made plenty of money. They to could get have t- some... had a little easier lifestyle. He doesn't even look that bad. He looks fine. In this movie, he looked rough. Well, I mean, that's because it's an action movie. He was supposed to look rough. Rough well, around the edges. Well, yeah. Tough guy. Lead us into well, this, how Kyle. was it? How was Cop Shop? Because I know that Cry Macho is going to be excellent. Clint Eastwood is amazing. So put that one aside. How was Cop Shop? Is it, a, is it a surprise film? Like, is it surprisingly going to do well for us? Because I booked it in a lot of places. I I wouldn't be shocked if it was a surprise mm-hmm. because it looks more fun than Cry Macho. And I think while everyone's going to see Shang-Chi, Free Guy, and Candyman are starting to dwindle just a little bit in terms of people going out to see it. Mm-hmm. So it's possible in some places, like, Cry Macho could be everyone's second go-to choice uh, it might be a little bit tough because of the r rating but i wouldn't put it uh, i i wouldn't doubt it to be a possibility i suppose um and i could kind of see why people would want to go see it it ended up being a good action movie it was um kind of cheesy and a little bit self-aware in a lot of moments especially with um frank grillo and gerard butler's performances but that somehow kind of makes it all the better like it makes it from being a boring gritty action movie to like one with cheese and charm and some really good action in between. So um, I thought the concept was pretty fun of them both being locked in prison. One of them is trying to kill the other and there's like a bigger threat that's going on in the midst of um, the police station that they're located at. And I don't know, it just ended up being a good time. Got to shut off my brain, have fun with a, action movie that had its good moments and some good performances and i came away uh just enjoying it so are there more hitman trying to get to these guys than just gerard butler's character right yeah and there's okay. one in particular that's really funny is that I, the I forget old the actress man name. one yes oh. yeah okay because from the trailer he looks really good oh yeah he he's he seals the movie too like i wasn't able to mention him in my full review but he he also was really good Nice. I know. When I saw the trailer, that looked like the perfect Richard Jenkins role <laughs> to play the. Uh, yeah, I could. It see. looked like a poor man's Richard Jenkins. Right. I could kind of <laughs> see that. Yeah. Um, well, good. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's anything bad about it. It sounds no. like it's kind of what you expected it to be. Maybe even a little bit better. Yeah, that's what I would put it as. Like I came in, I came in watching it on a whim. I wasn't really planning on seeing it, but a buddy of mine invited me to go and I figured why not and we came out of it being like hey that was it was a good time nice yeah. that's what we need and that's I did book it in more locations than I think um Briarcliff was looking for it's right Briarcliff, right yeah yeah then the, what they were looking for because I think that this could be one of those kind of not diamond in the roughs but maybe just because it's not gonna do great but um, cause they just don't have the marketing dollars behind it for sure. it to really blow out, but it might have good word of mouth. And I'm hoping that the second week's grosses hold up pretty mm-hmm. well. And then I get two solid weeks out of this film. I mean, yeah, the two weeks would be great because it's not coming, you know, towards the tail as end of September where there's everything being released, like starting in October, but yeah. it's at a good point to where, you know, some of the stuff from August is starting to dwindle out of, um, everyone's peripheral and Shang-Chi is obviously going to be the number one thing, but 
You think something Shang has Chi to is, go in second is going to be number one over Cry Macho and Cop Shop. You yeah. don't think that both two films are going to knock Shang Chi off its pedestal? No, I think it will be Shang Chi. Oh, Ooh, hot I, take I, from Kyle. I, I, I just see take. I see people still talking about it. Right, people really like the movie, and I just don't see that um, coming from Cop Shop and Cry Macho as much. Yeah, well, cop shops are so that was always going to have a limited audience. I never thought sure. that was going to be one. Yeah, but you know, Cry Macho, Clint Eastwood. It's got Warner's marketing behind it. I could see maybe that one taking it over, but it is still, it's not an all audiences movie for sure, and it it appeals to that older demographic. Mm-hmm. And while they are not going to probably go find it on HBO Max, they might not also be looking for it in the theater either. They might not be comfortable and ready to return to the cinema yet so yeah i think that's the only thing cry macho really has that could hurt it um I, so yeah. you might be right i think sean chi has a really strong chance of being number one again yeah and free guy is still around too i mean i know i just said that it's starting to dwindle a bit but it's still recognizable at this point right like people have heard about it well, and it's pg-13 well, it's gonna, and a bigger complex is i still oh, we'll still have it on screen yeah yeah for sure yeah. it's gonna dip below five million this week though so we're going to be it, past it. We're going to be close. Yeah, you're if probably it, right. not this week, it'll be different. It'll be by the 1st for sure. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's not going to live beyond October 1st. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Wow. Well, speaking of Disney, we got really good news last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast because they had um, released the information after. Yeah, really great news. Last Duel being released on 1015. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo-woo! <laughs> well, Last Duel and all the other Disney features for the rest of the year will be theatrical only. Whew, thank goodness. So this is a big thing for the, for everybody. Yes. Um, I think with the, you know, obviously the success of Shang-Chi it really helped propel. But I think they're also seeing that the life of Free Guy is being extended and that, you know, they've had some opportunity for like Cruella and um, some of these other titles, Jungle, Jungle Cruise, Cruise, to Raya. start to go through the full life cycle mm-hmm. of, you know, all through their their channels and um, all through the, the pipelines. And so maybe they're seeing something that, hey, you know, we're, we're not getting the return on the investment that we thought we were with the streaming. Let's, let's give it to them. I don't know if this policy is going to extend beyond the end of the year. I think that Disney's going to probably work out a more, you know, a closer because they are going to be 30 and 45 day windows. And I think this is where we're coalescing around is this 30 day to 45 day window where for, you know, if it's 30, it's 30 days. And then if it does really well, it goes to 45. And then if it just bombs, it goes less. But the goal is for 30. The initial goal is to have 30 days theater exclusive. I think that's where we're going to see in 2022. Moving yeah. forward, there's going to be the occasional film that's going to be day and day, and they're going to offer the occasional one to streaming. But I think it's going to work out to a 30 day window. Yeah. I, I'm really going to be really optimistic on this. Yeah, I mean, for 2022, it's just a matter of them confirming and sticking with their choices. Like, confirm and right. stick with day and date, confirm and stick with exclusivity. Don't do this tightrope act where you're going to be saying, oh, it's exclusive, but then. A month before it's released. Just kidding. No, it's day and date. Like, as long as they don't do that and they yeah. inform us with enough time prior, it it's the balancing act that we were going to be expecting. And judging by 
what's going to be looking for the rest of their release slate in 2021. They're probably going to be looking at, you know, exclusivity in theaters for the 30 to 45 days. I am a little worried that the reason we're getting exclusivity is not all based on performance, but the fact that these are a lot of Fox holdover titles and there may be something in the contracts that say they have to be theater exclusive, like Kingsman, West Side Story, and Last Duel. This also isn't the strongest slate of films Disney's ever had. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're only... Eternals and Gone Ron are their usual bread and butter, and this, this is usually what they would have in a year. They would have... Something at Thanksgiving and something kind of at Christmas. I think Ron's Gone Ron is a little earlier than what they normally have because they have these other Fox titles that they're hoping to capitalize on. But so I, I am a little hesitant about that because we I will, too. I think, through this be pretty much through all the Fox, the end of the Fox lineups after this year, I think. I think they have one Besides more. Besides Avatar. Oh, I forgot about Avatar. I was going to say there's one other movie. I'm spacing on the name of it now. Oh, that is of part Nile. of the Oh, geez. Okay. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. 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 There's, there might be one or two, but I think the bulk of them are done right. after this year. Correct. That's what I'm thinking. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully it's that, oh, they saw the light at the end of the tunnel and it, it is theater lights. <laughs> We're all going to yeah. have theater exclusivity, but um, I just be wary. But let's celebrate it. Let's promote them. Let's, you know, support this and give them. Let's not give them any reason to go back to any other day and dating models. Yeah, especially for Eternals, because oh, if they made Eternals big. day and date, that would have been tough. Yeah. That would have been tough to see. But it's good. It's still really good news despite our questions about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually got a sense of relief. Like these I are gonna too. stay Disney's been really good. They haven't moved a lot of the release calendar and and they, so there is these benchmarks of theater exclusive content that we're going to have for the rest of the year. So that makes me feel really good. Yep. Yep. So what else we have in the news with the other studios? What's going on, Kyle? Uh, well, let's start with this little nugget. Christopher Nolan has chosen what studio is going to be, uh, releasing his next movie. And he decided to go with universal. Um, yeah, he decided to go with universal. It looks like as they're negotiating a deal with this movie, that's supposed to be about, um, J. Robert Oppenheimer's role with creating the atom bomb that he's hoping that this movie can have a budget of $100 million to make. And he also is trying to get that um, 90 to 100 day uh, windowing for his release of the movie. Although it kind of sounds like Universal wants to stick with 45 days, which kind of makes sense. But I, I don't know how this is going to play out between the two of them. Right. Now, now Christopher Nolan had a long time relationship with Warner Brothers. He wasn't contracted with them by any means. It was purely out of loyalty. Yeah. And I just really wonder if the, you know, AT&T executives didn't really hurt in their restructuring of of Warner's, of the studio and their push for streaming if they haven't hurt some of these relationships they have with these like directors and stuff. I'm sure I, I mean, unless they were behind the scenes being able to work out those types of contracts to where they give them an extra couple million and just say, just roll with it for this year. But I could see with like the big time guys, such as like a Nolan, where it hurt them pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, but how many hundred million dollar movies are we going to see anymore? Like to make that's that's a big ask, I think, in yeah. this day and age, especially since the overall 
theatrical box office has been hurt. Like the potential to gross has been hurt. I mean, yeah, mid-budget type movies or content, it's very possible it's not only going to be a big deal for streaming, but also for right. movie theater releases. Well, because how many films can you make for that $100 million? The, that's, yeah. that's the issue. The price of plywood, and this guy blows up 737 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. His movies are going to be expensive Probably regardless. Probably has like three yeah. sets. Yeah. <laughs> $100 <Yeah>. million. <laughs> Wood's expensive. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just one giant monologue it's yeah. a one-man show hundred million dollars yeah. <laughs> we got the actor we at a reduced price we got him at a reduced price but the set that's what killed we us we literally had to buy a thousand <laughs> acres of desert to detonate an actual nuclear bomb yeah. i mean at this point i wouldn't put it past him he's like we're not as cheaper that yeah. way so it's gonna be a cgi bomb right, right. no it's just like uh no <laughs> i found one and it's actually cheaper to do it this way cheaper than the airplane i had to blow up yeah <laughs> that was an awesome scene in tenet though oh yeah was, it was great i'm so glad he stuck with real special effects and really blew up that plane because that was such a cool scene tenet deserves more love it I think. really does it it's being lost because it came out in a pandemic but that yeah. was one of the highlights of 2020 for me was getting to go to a, one movie and that and that was it. It was Tenet, and it was so good. Yeah, and, and it easily it did way over three hundred internationally. Yeah, yeah. It was a big movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I do wonder how. Real quick, I do wonder how his um, relationship with Universal is going to go. Honestly, this pairing kind of makes sense to me. I think Universal does a pretty good job when it comes to marketing movies, and now that they have Nolan under the belt, I'm yeah. sure they're going to go all out when it comes to marketing well he's definitely not movie. hurt on the marketing part right at all um they're very good with that they have the ability to market across their whole company so yeah. all of nbc and and across all of their divisions so that's that definitely helps warner's is not bad either though i mean no, no, warner's no. i would say the top three studios have always been disney warner's and universal so yeah. as long as you're in those three i think you're in good company when it comes to marketing dollars spent on you promotions those sort of things right um and it did sound like one of his choices was paramount which makes sense it's like it's a big studio but yeah i wonder if he also chose universal because of the recent news about paramount yeah so jim giannopoulos is out at paramount as head of the studio there um he was i think a longtime fox executive that came on board when Might they restructured mm -hmm. and but he was he's been always been a long time you know industry guy and um really like cut his chops during the theater exclusive era right and it seems that paramount is just like all the other studios doubling down on streaming and reorientating their executives to being streaming focused and to create product for Paramount Plus. And so, yeah, unfortunately, I think a guy like Jim is probably out and that with him goes some of those relationships that you have established with creatives because now you've got a new guy who is not, you know, is into content creation, but not theatrical. This is like short form TV stuff. So where's Tom Cruise going to go now? Warner Bros is going to be universal. Yeah. Where's he? Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, but no, this is also very depressing news because we did not want to hear a big studio coming out and being like, no, we want to focus on 
stuff for streaming rather than you movie had to know that something was up with paramount they've pulled movies they pushed all of their major theatrical to next year yeah there i wonder now looking back on that mission impossible move if that was or on the top gun maverick move if mm-hmm. that wasn't because there was an executive shakeup and they now need time to get the their house in order so to speak wouldn't it, be surprising it's all happened around the same time yeah I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. I I mean, I guess the writing was on the wall. I mean, it was before when they announced Paramount Plus to begin with, but we just didn't want to hear a big studio. Not another one. Not being like, that's our focus. Well, you could have said that a year ago, but we've been through this now. We know that your product is sort of worthless unless it has the legitimacy of being shown in the theater. It adds so much more value to your films and your product if you show it in a theater. Yeah. I mean, the, the prestige of a Paramount movie is not going to come from Paramount Plus. I think we discussed yeah. this before where we're like, ooh, Paramount Plus. What great Paramount movies are... <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. I mean, it works for something like Disney, but that's a whole other thing. But even but... prestige films on Disney, I don't think it's going to work all that well. I... I think for episodic TV type content, that binge worthy content where you have episodes of, you know, of content that is lives and breathes and yeah. is wonderful in the streaming realm. But yep. when you have a solid film that takes you through a whole story and through a whole set of emotions within like a two to three hour period and it's not broken up, then that should live in the realm of movie theaters. That type of storytelling should live in the realm of movie theaters. It does not do it justice, and it does not give it any extra value. Preach! Yeah, I mean, (laughs) prestige television works great for streaming. Prestige movies do not work for streaming. No. No matter, even if you have great directors and filmmakers like the Scorsese's, you know, it. even still, they can fall by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully Paramount realizes Speaking that. Speaking of great filmmakers, we got two trailers from oh, excellent Before filmmakers. we get into trailers, I do just want to say, last week I talked about women in exhibition, and they were going to have um, a speaker, Tom Rothman. Who you were going to take a dump on? <laughs> I was. I, I mean, I fake was. I, w- I don't have the balls in to your, do that. In your brain, in you, my, you had In my brain, ready. that was what I would say. You know, when I look back on that on that time and my when introducing myself that was going to be my go-to was you know how you come up with like really great comebacks and arguments in like a shower like you're taking a shower and you're like oh i should have said that to them like that's how i imagine we all would have been when we're like let's talk to tom rothman give us a piece of our minds yeah (laughs) when we when we wouldn't have the balls to do that (laughs) playing all those conversations in my head well it he not surprisingly, I love your note. I'll, I'll read it just as Kyle wrote it on our sheet today. Just like the release date, Sony pushed back this seminar. <laughs> he pushed back the interview I gotta, to October. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Well, I laughed waiting for, so hard when Waiting I saw for that. Venom to come out. Yeah, he's waiting for Venom to come out so he can be like, toot, toot. <laughs> We're so good. Yeah. I mean, the, so the interview is going to yeah. come. October our- 7th, I believe. So it's been yeah. rescheduled. Um, so still check it out. Still join Women in Exhibition. Yes. It'll still be fun. And now we get to talk to him after Venom comes out. And then I'll get to still maybe ask about the release schedule changes. Sure, maybe by then I will 
I will gain the courage or have enough liquid courage at the time. Sure takes you guys a while before you settle on release date for success, eh? Well, the way your company structure works, apparently meetings are on the chopping block as well. Yeah, well. Meetings, seminars, <laughs> interviews. We're just, dates are meaningless to this company. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to bring that up. That it is rescheduled for October, so there's a lot of a lot of time. You're not going to miss miss the interview now, and it should be really good. I'm re- I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, it's, it will be interesting. I'm actually in all of, seriousness, yeah, yeah, kind of excited to ha- to see it in the context of after Venom opens. Yep. Like like that'll be a that'll be a good in- interview. Everybody will be pumped up, and he'll be primed in a good place for that because that's going to be big. So, okay, trailer time. Ken, what do we watch? <sighs> What's trailer number one? The, the, uh, God, just throw I, it up already. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to figure out a way to talk about. You had time to think about pithy con. <laughs> I know. The guy is just so distracting looking that I Who? can't explain. Uh, Humper, Engel, Humperdink, whatever his name is. Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Whatever his it. name is. Oh, okay. With his boyish good looks and West Side Story. Yeah, Sure. Yeah, so sure. that sure. Well, how did you like this trailer? He looks like a human snail. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree. Why do you guys rip on these people? They're doing their best. <laughs> a little bit like a wet blanket in this too. Yeah, like there's something not really going on between those eyes. Like Steven, he's dead Steven. behind the eyes. Yeah, like I don't know what's going. Where am I? This, this was the one of the Steven Spielberg legacy projects, right? Like yeah. this is one of the things that he wanted to go out on. Remake this, West Side Story. Yeah. This make Ready Player One. Yeah, like don't put that bad juju on your movie, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> just say right. I decided I was going to make this. Yeah, don't put that out there. Like, yeah. Um, it definitely the trailer has a very Spielberg vibe to it, which gives it a magical quality. The way they mix the sound and the the shots and stuff, it kind of it gets you excited. But feels like classic Hollywood. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I love that. But at the end of the day, it's a musical about teenagers, and it's just in dumb. love. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> it's just whiny teenagers, but I love him. The Jets and the Sharks. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big musical person at all. So, Dear Evan Hansen, In the Heights, this is not, none of these are going to do right. it for me. I'm, no, I'm not a proponent of this at all. So, you guys She's have to tell me. This is bad for theaters this is to have a musical. Bad. No, I just skip it. Don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this it's theatrical like, only. Also, it's a turd. <laughs> I know. I'm very excited it's theatrical only. I'm just like, who's going to watch it? I. I get where you're coming from. After In the Heights, uh, that still makes me so sad about what happened within the Heights. I am questioning how good musicals are going to do, especially in a year where we're trying to get back to a state of normalcy. Yeah. Um, I, but the movie looks excellent. Obviously, Spielberg oh, makes great movies. Magical. He, it does have a magical He feels like he's literally it. recreating the magic that came from the original West Side Story. But I just don't, aside from the musical audience, and this is like a very popular musical Super I popular. I just wonder if Christmas is the best time because it convinces families, hey, we have to see something. This right. could be something like we all enjoy. But I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame this musical thing on Universal. I think they may have ruined the musical with cats. With cats, <laughs> they may have actually ruined a genre. They ruined yeah. the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah, they may have. Oof. I mean, this is one of those. I mean, 
at least thank god they released it before the pandemic at least we weren't oh, sitting on true. cats waiting for it to come it's gonna out. be good waiting it looks for amazing christmas yeah. 2021 you've waited two years for cats for a theater <laughs> experience unlike any you know what but honestly if they sold it as like a theater experience you can't miss out on and then that came that probably whatever. could have done gangbusters, right? No, it would have ruined no. the industry. People would have been like, why am I at the theater? It would have been the reverse psychology. Everyone was... It, it would have been great reverse psychology. It would have been There like, would have been something to that marketing maybe, strategy. Maybe, or you would have completely just... Destroyed. Thrown, destroyed the cinema, industry as in a, you know. In a, in a holiday. We're, very, we're in a very fragile state, Kyle. We need yeah. really good product. One... Mm-hmm bad turd like I'm, cats I'm, and it's like why why even go i'm just thinking of the possibility that some magic could have this came out this of would have been like the stories you heard of in the 50s where they they faked aliens an right. alien invasion on the radio and then people <laughs> freaked out and started rioting this would have happened in theaters across the country i came out and risked a pandemic for this <laughs> for cats <laughs> All right, I'm well, sure West Side Story and Spielberg will be much, 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 much better. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. I just am with you. Like, it's hard to tell with these types of movies if there's success to be had or not. Yeah. I mean, The Greatest Showman did well. It didn't open but, big, but it carried over well. Yeah. Why can't the same be for this? I don't know. Yeah. But it also had more, like, catchy, fun tunes. This is very much. More uplifting like, than. Yeah, but it also, like more modern sounding but even in the heights was modern and uplifting i mean there were sad parts but like it was mostly uplifting i thought i don't know i can't tell miranda was gonna have it with that like i i thought he coming off hamilton and all that man it is hit or miss i yeah now i just i cannot tell what's gonna happen with the musical yeah i guess dear evan hansen can make a hundred million i don't know anything could find out i have no idea also it's not gonna do that no Well, I'm not that ridiculous. Well, there was another trailer that Cody was very excited about so that came excited. out this week, too. Oh, come on. This one's great. Okay, so I saw this thing pop up, Nightmare Alley from Guillermo del Toro. Yep. Easy for you to yeah. say. And I was like, oh, what is this? Who's in it? And then I got the list of people in it. And I'm like, Bradley Cooper. I'm like, he's he's pretty good. Okay. And Great. I was like, I know, he he's good. Oscar nominated. And then it was Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara and all these. C- Willem Dafoe. Cody, he sang Ron his Perlman. own music for A Star is Born. He literally learned how to sing. I'm not saying he's not <laughs> talented. I'm just saying it's all, I felt like they were all people. And that, they're not even that old. I just felt like, oh. They're industry Veterans. Legends. Veterans. That's a better but word. It not legends. Excite yeah. me. This is the a... same year they released the movie Queen Bees, and you're saying these are all old people? Well. <laughs> Do you remember that one, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> the youngest yeah. person in that movie was actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's better. I just, I'm just telling you my thought process as this comes up. And then I see, and then I'm like, Nightmare Alley, and then all these people. I'm like, what is this? And then, and then I saw Christmas, and I'm like, December, no, 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 no. We don't watch bad movies like this at December. Bad movies. But then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work in December. I I was not. I mean, the trailer looks cool, but it just kept saying, is he man or beast? Is he man or beast? Come in. Take a look. Like, over and over the whole trailer, and I'm like, ugh. Ugh, I don't, I'm not interested Yeah, in this. but Willem Dafoe said it. It's true. <laughs> and he was great. Honestly, as a Del Toro fan, this is 
exactly what I expect out of his work, and I cannot wait for it. Now, I agree with you. December and this type of subject matter, it's probably not going to play very well. Hopefully, but I think yeah. it'll play well for that Oscars Hopefully run that they're probably going to Hopefully, it's just a New York, push. LA, and then it'll be a January title. I mean, that's the yeah. only way. It could, like, Shape of Water. That's the only way it Yeah, can that's what working. I'm picturing this to be. If he's December. not going to make a movie with a giant red man with horns or fighting robots... This is what I want to see from him. Exactly. I, <laughs> I want to see, see Bradley Cooper. I want to know if Bradley Cooper's a man or a beast. Yeah. I do. And I think don't know Bradley what to Cooper expect from this. Really good. Which yes. is what I want. Yes. <laughs> I do think he looks really good in it after seeing the trailer. When I first just saw the cast lit names, I'm like, oh, these people again. <laughs> but I, I'm a little swayed from the trailer. I'm just not enthusiastic especially it just it has to be just a platform in december please no, please please because i do not have any room for it anywhere not enthusiastic it, about this but you'll watch escargo snoggle sport or whatever his name is <laughs> ansel Elgort. <laughs> <laughs> for the people trying to realize what he's saying no i don't want to watch him i have either. room for that i have no room for that and i'm only trying to make room because it's disney and it happens to come out like one week before everything else so i'm trying to make some space for it yeah. But I I wouldn't don't really want to book it. I've looked ahead to Christmas. I want like three screens of Spider Man. I want two screens of Sing Two. I want two screens of Matrix. I want a Kingsman and I want a journal for Jordan. And I want an extra screen for American underdog that comes out on Christmas Day. Right. Yeah. I have no space for West Side Story. There are other better pictures coming in the next week. The more playable pictures. Yes, sure. Better is a uh, more of an opinion. Yeah. I guess it's subjective. More, it is, more, but yes. There are pictures <laughs> with more butts and seats. Yes, yes. And I agree with you there. The same goes for Nightmare Alley. Yeah. It, it's a bit harder to find the areas that will play well for Just it. Just know this is probably a platform release. Yes, it, I wouldn't doubt it. It's like it's better. It better be. It better be. <laughs> Why I oughta. <laughs> well, that fits the trailer anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's it with like the 30s and 40s, 50s era? Like, Del Toro is it a, bad in is it a wide era. or a platform release? <laughs> come see what for yourself. Come come see. into the tent. No. Come come to the theater. Come see for yourself. <laughs> what type of release will it be? Really throwing back to the showman era. Yeah. <laughs> Just go now, hire that guy to stand in front of the theater and be like... <laughs> hire Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Be like, we've got you the mans of the spiders. Matthew and, McConaughey and went to like Texas theaters to welcome Peter back. I, I'm sure Willem Dafoe would do the same. He would, but then literally no one would walk in front of him or past him. They'd be like, oh! <laughs> Green <laughs> Goblin, where'd you come from? Yeah. Isn't yeah. he going to be in the Spider-Man thing? I, I, I don't know. I have no <sighs> idea. It's Goblin's possible. coming back. Yeah. Oh my gosh, William Defoe might have two Christmas films. Cody, it's Willem. Willem, Defoe. sorry, Defoe, Defoe. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Willem, excuse me. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you could come up with a better, funner name for him. <laughs> or whatever his name is, that's in West Side Story. <laughs> Ansel. <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> what a stupid name. <laughs> Well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap up the podcast. Yeah. He sounds it sounds like something you name your Weimariner. <laughs> what? Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Or like can... your winery. 
<laughs> you can find us on all podcast platforms or at silverscreeninsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated information for upcoming releases and the marketing assets to promote the films on social media, you can check out our website there. Yes, yeah. please try my 2005 Ansel Elgord. It has a clean finish. Yeah, <laughs> with, a, with a flowery hint at the end and an oak age. I love it. Poor oh guy. Oh, my God. Where's, where's, where's Steve Jones when you need him, huh? <laughs> we just need a two first name names. What's Ricky, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye.